Hi everybody, I'm so excited to be at Bible study this afternoon and um, I'm so excited to share with you why Rispa um, is a, an amazing woman in the Bible. This is the second part of our Bible study from last week. You know we're doing a series on some amazing women in the Bible. Our first woman was Jochebed and to the, uh, for the last two weeks uh, or yeah, two weeks now, this is the second week, we have been studying Rispa. So who is Rispa? Well, if you want to know more about Rispa, apart from the fact that she was a concubine to King Saul, um, go back to our study, our last study on Rispa in the Bible, where we set a beautiful foundation about Rispa and why we thought she was amazing. And now we're going to be stepping into this story at another level. So go with me to 2 Samuel chapter 21, verse 10, the times of kings and territories, uh, battles. Uh, and in this season, we are in the season of King David and there is a famine in the land. And the Gibeonites have asked for the blood of the sons of Saul. Why? Go back to our previous study to find out why. And um, David picked seven souls. They asked for the blood of seven sons of Saul. Mephibosheth was the only one. Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, was the only one that escaped because his father had a covenant with the king. But the other seven sons were two sons from, um, from the concubine of Saul, Rispa, and the five sons of Mirab who were born to Adriel, whom Michal had brought up. Now, you know, when I read this story and the Lord opened my eyes to a few things. My heart sank for Adriel. Adriel, like, let, let's look at Adriel for a minute. Let, let's take a brief digression. Um, let's, let's look at this scenario. This wonderful guy um, marries this amazing woman. It's a society wedding. It's who is who in the whole of the country was there. In fact, his wife was the daughter of the current king, or should we say current president in our time. And he must have felt like, you know, he had hit the jackpot. But flash forward a few years later, and a curse, an unseen, unknown curse in that family, causes him the life of his five sons. Ah! Oh! Oh, I wonder how Adriel felt. He thought he was marrying into the best of families, didn't he? He thought, I mean, he looked at everything and this family literally ticked all the boxes, didn't they? But in the end, an unseen curse cost him the life of all his children. And the question came to me, and I would like to ask you, how do you make alliances is it business alliances or marital alliances or, or partnerships? How do you make alliances? Do you make them judging with your physical eyes and ticking boxes? Or do you make alliances with your spiritual eyes opened? Remember, prayer opens your spiritual eyes. So do you make alliances praying? Now, that was Adriel. Let's go back to Rispa. This Rispa woman that I have been talking about. Why is Rispa so amazing? Now, this woman had experienced a major hit in her life. She had lost her two sons. Have you ever experienced a major hit? Something that was so large, so painful, and so significant. It literally floored you. Like you never, ever thought you were going to get up from it. Everything. This was her life. All her children, grown children, suddenly sacrificed. 
And second and Psalm 79, verse 2 to 4 tells us that this thing that happened to her is the kind of thing that causes nations to laugh at you. I mean, reproach was catching up with her. People were, you know what reproach is? People are looking at you and saying, hmm, see, maybe. But what did Rispa do? The Bible says in verse 10, Rispa spread out a sackcloth. The Bible teaches us that sackcloths are evidence of mourning, fasting, and consecration. And she didn't spread it anywhere. She spread it on a rock. You know that scripture that says, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. She went to a high place, a place of separation. Literally, I could almost say a typology of somebody that goes into fasting and prayer over a matter. So things have happened and some things have been damaged. Some damage has been experienced. But Respa stood up and said, you know what? Enough is enough. I need the attention of the king. I need a decision to be made for me. And for five months, our study shows for five good months, Rispa kept knocking on this door. She kept saying with her sackcloth spread there, she kept saying, I'm not moving until something is done. I'm not moving until the king makes a decision concerning this matter. And not only was she standing there, she chased away the birds in, in the, of the air during the day and the wild animals at night. She refused to allow any further attack, any further degradation. She was like, Something has got to change. Rispa said, enough is enough. And the Bible tells us that in verse 11, finally, finally, David was told, oh, this is what Rispa is doing. The attention of the king was called to this woman. And the king finally made the decision that Rispa wanted. The king finally made a decision that not only affected Rispa and her children, because the Bible tells us that the bones of Saul and Jonathan that had not been properly buried were taken and then the whole, all of them were given a burial that was befitting of a king. They were buried properly. They were given the honor that was deemed to them. The stance of one woman restored the honor not only to her children and the five sons of Michal, but to the whole family line. It was after then that God heeded the prayer for the land. One woman held a whole country to ransom because she refused to let any further degradation happen and she was taking a stand until something changed. Now, I thought to myself, where was Michal in all of this? Because the same thing that happened to Rispa happened to Michal. Michal, it seems, cried and went back to her house. But Rispa took a stand. So I've come to ask you some questions today. And these are the lessons that we are learning. One, how do you form your alliances? Alliances improperly formed can actually destroy, totally annihilate destinies and futures of generations yet unborn. It is dangerous to form an alliance based on what you can see only. Second point, are you a Mikal or a Rispa? 
When life hits you with unexpected um, circumstances that can flow you, are you meek out? Do you cry and run and hide your head? Say, oh, this has happened to me. Or are you whisper? Do you take a stand that something must change in this situation? Do you take a stand and stay on that stand until the king makes that decision that restores the honor of your family? It is interesting that even after the atonement had been done, one woman's cry for a turnaround held a nation until her, 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 her request was answered to. Prayer point. Father, please work on my alliances. Remove me from any wrong alliances that I may be in and help me to choose alliances with spiritual eyes and not with the eyes of the physical. Number two, Father, strengthen me to win my battles. I do not want to be that woman that when things happen, I just lie down and roll and cry. I want to be the woman that takes a stand like the amazing whisper until something changes for me. In Isaiah chapter 40 verse 29, you told me that you strengthen the weak so I know you will strengthen me. Thank you, daddy. Thank you for answering my prayers. I have asked in the name of Jesus. So until next week, when we look at another amazing woman in the Bible, and I'm sure you're guessing who, hmm, you won't even imagine. There are so many, but we'll be looking at one. God bless you. Be a whisper. Stand your ground. Have an amazing week. In Jesus' name, amen.